Recording. Recording. <laughs> I'm recording. This is me recording. Okay. These might sound like when there's recording happening. You when you're fair. What would it take to get you on an airplane? Listener feedback and the naked jogger? All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Should we start in reverse, my love? You wear, you wear, I will, 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 whichever you desire, as you wish. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite princess wish, bride line. As you wish, as you wish. Can we first say greetings, my fine feathered friend? How are you? Hello, how low, hello, holla. Hi, low. Hi, low. <laughs> What's up? What's up? So Greetings. normally you have this buttery, smooth, <laughs> amazing voice that I love to hear every weekend. And right now it's a little, um, how you say, maybe phlegmier? Rona, <laughs> it sounds like the Rona. Yeah, it's a, uh, <clears throat> so. What you um, got? I, I, well, I don't have the Rona because I took a test. So I, I went to one of the many global protests uh, against police brutality and, you know, to spread the news of Black Lives Matter. And there happened to be more than 2,000 people at this one gathering. And I was there outside, every single person. I did not see a single person who was unmasked. Everyone was wearing a mask, but we were all close together and we were all singing. And I mean, I didn't sing, but we were all singing and um yelling and projecting voices and marching and shoulder to shoulder. I mean, it was it was outside, but it, everybody had a mask, every single person. So I was there for about an hour and a half. Um, didn't even stay the whole time. Came home, felt really run down. And I was like, you know what? This is just psychosomatic. It's silly. And then for the next, you know, couple of days, throat really hurt. This, you know, started to feel like it was labored breathing, like all these weird things. And I was like, you're the people on the man on the screen, as I like to refer to him, the man on the screen says, if you've had some kind of contact, get y'all a test. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be easy if we're all just the world's, you know, simplest, most uh, privileged people? Well, come to find out, I, I am one of those. So it wasn't the world's hardest thing. I answered a questionnaire. And based on my truthful answers, they said, yeah, I think you need a test. So they, you know, Three Stooges hospital style, rapid whoop, 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 you know, through a drive through thing. And it was so simple and efficient and easy and pain-free. They took a normal Q-tip. They didn't even take one of those, you know, death alien pipettes you see on the news. They took a normal Q-tip. And I, there was zero people in, I had an appointment. There were zero people in line. I drove up, didn't get out of my car, rolled down the window. They stood back, you know, in a sentence said, here's what we're going to do. Bark, 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 bark. Step forward, stuck the Q-tip and like ringed the inside of both nostrils. Zuzwit, zuzwit, bye. That was it. Told me I wouldn't get my results for a week. Got them in three days. Did everything online. I've been getting these. They've sent in a prescription for me the same day as the test. I'm like, what's this about? So which I haven't taken. I filled it, but I haven't taken it because it's for cough. For, for, for cough. It's for cough and it was a medicine I've never heard the name of before. And I looked it up and it said, you know, you may receive a prescription. If you have this, you may receive a prescription for this cough medicine. And it was a different one. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to just take something that somebody just thought they should call in based on my questionnaire answer. So it's here. But anyway, um, so since having that test and before getting the negative, I've just been wearing masks everywhere and trying not to go everywhere but I've I've still been going I've been bad and I've been if I need to go out and do something if I need to pick something up if I have to go to the bank if I have to go to the gas station to go to the bank I've done those things so I use hand sanitizer all the all the whatever's anyway came back negative and what I've noticed is that um it's not getting any better so um, maybe time for letting somebody else know like in a week if the cute, whatever. So it could be that it was too early when I got the test. It could be that, and it just, it wasn't detected. It could be that, yeah, I don't have any of these problems and it's called seasonal allergies or whatever it is. So, um, throat's a little rough and then wearing all these masks. It's so funny. It's hard to breathe with a mask. 
So, right. and the better the mask, the harder the breathing. So I feel like I've actually been giving my lungs a workout. So I kind of like that, but. Like that deep breath, like that. Yeah. You feel the whole mask go into your face right. and, and it, up your nose. It like, does that. It sucks right. into your, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So the throat is jiggity jagged, but whatever, all things considered. How are you? Anybody else get this thing that you have? No, nobody. No, nobody else seems. And they all they're all like, what do you care? Because if you have it, then we already guaranteed have it. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. And even if you have it, you can get different symptoms. And I'm a different person. And I'm an older person. And so I'm not being as vigilant as I should be. And I'm not being anywhere near as vigilant as I was in the beginning. And it's so strange and stupid to me based on the massive shift in risk locally. In the beginning, the risk locally in our community was very low because the prevalence was very low. And our and our familial and surrounding community response was really, really high. It was, it was like a New Zealand response. It was shut that shit down and it was wonderful, meaning in our tiny, tiny little segment of the city, not the whole city. The city was kind of stupid. Well, now it's here. It's here in spades. We have, we're on the news as a hotspot. We have, we have numbers going up every day. We have deaths from numbers going up every day. Um, so if you get it, our death numbers in our particular county are among the highest in the state. Like, it's just like, so, okay, so this is this is actually going in the wrong direction, and yet we're rapidly racing into phase three. I mean, you've heard about my state saying, you, the governor, you can't bring the Republican National Convention here. Especially since it's getting worse. Yeah, and yeah. They and said, fuck you, NC, we're out of here. We'll take it to, I think, Florida. Oh, my God, Jacksonville. That's where everything <laughs> crazy happens. Oh, yeah, So. So yeah, so on the one hand, be really smart and turn away lots of money and make a lot of angry people in defense of I'm going to do what's right for my peeps. But then on the other hand, say it's okay to sit in a bar and not mandate that you must wear a mask. So the difference is you could do a phase two reopening. You really could if everybody was social distancing and wearing masks. They are not. They They, are not. They are not. Not here. Not here. I would say fully uh, it is between one third to one half of people are wearing masks at all. And many of them are continuing life as normal to walk it. I'm, you know, sort of, I set timers before I go into a store. I had to pick something up. So going into a store to pick it up, it's the way that it works. All right. So I set a timer in the parking lot so that I know I don't get distracted and spend more time in the store. Okay. Walking in smart. There are people browsing. There are people there with no masks, with, with no mission, no mission, no masks, their whole family, their children, and they're wandering, they're talking, they're, you know, cavorting. It's, it's just, this is a great sale. Let's, let's spend our time. There are people, I had to return something. There were people, cause I wasn't even going to bother, but I was like, this is, I, I finally got the chance to return. And I'm going to return it. There were people shopping for clothes. Like trying on and just wandering around shopping for clothes. You mean clothes. not online, just one no, size bigger? No, just, just selecting, selecting, selecting clothes shopping. that they might like to have. It wasn't as if it was a prom dress, do you know what I mean? Or a wedding dress, even so that. my question is, for what? If we're not leaving our homes, why are you buying new clothes? But they are. They are leaving their yeah, homes. They're yeah. marinating in bars. They're doing all of the things that... We are not supposed to be doing. And I don't say they, I say we, because I'm doing it too. I am increasingly relaxing. um, Your defenses. Yes. And I know it's not smart. I mean, I went from in the beginning, everything had to be delivery, wouldn't go anywhere and, you know, wipe things down. Then it was like, okay, I won't wipe it down. The long, long walk. Now, no, I mean, I don't wipe down food when it comes into the house. I haven't been doing that for months. So, um, and I feel justified in that whether that's right or wrong, I feel justified in it. Now I'm at the point where my state is in phase two rapidly. I mean, phase three is next week. Phase three is basically free for all. And that's next week. And I'm now behaving as people behave in phase that one. Still, do you think that'll still happen if if your numbers continue to increase? Phase three doesn't just show up until phase two is successful sadly, with two weeks I of do. lower numbers. No, sadly, I do. I do think it will happen. Um, the numbers are, they started out low enough Uh the rise is dramatic and the um, the end result is going to be horrific. But I think that the numbers were low enough to start that the rise is still in that phase where people are like, yeah, but it's still low. It's still 2% or whatever I it happens read, to be. 
I read that, you know, our governor has set these standards with the CDC and the WHO and they've put together, you know, you can, we've turned to yellow because our numbers have stabilized. And at yellow, if you have two weeks continued uh, number decrease and or stays the same after two weeks, they'll move you to green, which is your phase three free for all. Well, the uh, legislators here in Pennsylvania said, we're going to sue the governor because we want our businesses open. I'm, I don't, how do you, gym owners, gym owners and bar owners sued the government as well to be included. They were specifically excluded from this phased approach. And so you still can't, you still can't go. And they said, how is it that people can wander around a Lowe's home improvement store? Like it's just asinine, you know, don't, don't tell me people can go sit in a church, but they can't be in a gym. They can sing in church, but they can't be in a gym. They're like, that's not fair. That's not cool. So they sued them. And it's the whole thing. The whole thing. The Reform Jewish movement came out with a statement that said, thanks for finding religion important enough again. But <laughs> we, Where we, you been all my life? Yeah. We will not be congregating. Yeah. We will. We know better. And we are following the recommendations of how you say science. And for me, seeing not as a religious person, but seeing a community of faith choose to follow science, I'll follow them anywhere they go now. Like, I thank you very much for using your brain and not, you know, your faith, which is magic, if if you want my honest opinion. I believe in magic. Do you? Do you really? Because I'll tell you where that coin was. It was not in your ear. Anyway, I came to the conclusion that with everything that's happening, there is so much that I know absolutely nothing about. Now, that's a hard thing for someone to say, a grown adult, an educated grown adult to say, there's so much I know nothing about. Um, and one of my initial realizations of this was when a friend posted on a local forum. Here's, here is his post. He wrote, can an ash tree be saved by injection? And I thought, is this code? <laughs> like, are you, ash, are you speaking in a code? An ash tree? An ash this is tray? A what the injection of what? Why do I not right. understand any of this? Right. So for me, it started when I have a friend who could identify every flower, every type of flower. And we've talked about this before. And you kind of were with her. You kind of could identify all of these crazy strands of, oh, that's not a daisy. Well, that's a Gerber daisy, but these are found in this section of, and and hot weather brings about these needs. You knew things. The friend was Annie. She said, do you have this kind of bush growing? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's green. It's got some leaves. Maybe there's a hint of red on it. Like, I I don't know. And I you asked green if that leaves was- and red grown on your bush. And you don't know about it. That's I one of the things that you should get to know more about. I'm just should saying. I should yeah. I seek help for it? Is I'm that something saying. I should? <laughs> I think Stuart would love to help you. Yeah, Stuart would always love to help me, but he's another topic on this week's pod. Ah, so, ah, ah, so let's let's put him aside for right now. So so the flower thing, and I, I tried to educate myself a little. I went on one uh, eight hundred flowers, and I said I don't like these. I do like these, but it was the it was the plants and, and when and where they grow and all this stuff I didn't know. And I thought, all right, I realize, and it's important as a parent, you want your kids to know you know more than they do, but I certainly don't know everything. <laughs> and when they were little, you you found the importance of saying, that's a really good question. Let's look that up together. Let's consult the Google. So it was shocking to me not really, uh, to, to see this question, an ash tree, well, obviously that's a type of tree, the ash tree. Um, can it be saved by injection? Okay, now I've told you a hundred times in my rear window, I have removed over a hundred trees from my backyard. My backyard's not that big, but uh, like a hundred trees we've taken out. I could tell you about the Austrian pines, the disease that grows on them. I know that diseases like on fish grow on trees. When you say money doesn't grow in trees, correct. But you know what does? This disease. And it has killed 100 trees in my backyard. Oh, my gosh. So by injection, it, uh, so you can, it, so like a, like a tree doctor, which is the name of a business and, and a profession, you, in, you give injections to trees to try to save them? <laughs> I, 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I just know nothing about, I thought I was getting an education on trees and flowers and things outside of my box. It seems not. What are some of the things you know absolutely nothing about? I think the list is quite long. Perhaps Okay, two, that makes me feel a little perhaps, bit better. No, it's it's longer than, how many seasons do we have of this show? I think we would need 10 more seasons to include it. I don't know. I know nothing about nothing. That's how much I know. Zero. I think this is a new segment. Guess what? Guess what else I know nothing about? <laughs> I was a today new years old when I learned that ash trees can be injected by saving chemicure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I had no idea. And then I thought, I do in my life surround myself with people who know more than I do. Yeah. Because I like learning from them. I, I never, except for that one dumb friend you like to have that you could always like dominate in a conversation. I don't and have a dumb friend. I don't I have, do. I don't have a dumb friend. I have all of my friends are so dumb in many ways, but I don't self select and say, I need a dumb one. Like I, I certainly don't look around. No, and it say, just turned out that way. No, it and that's out not there. Even, I didn't seek them no, out. No, no, no. There's everybody has a center of excellence too, where it's like, I just don't even categorize them that way, but I don't, you know, come on. You don't either. Is, you don't I do, either. I really. don't really. But it's nice to have somebody who you know, well, I think I'm at least smarter than that one because, <laughs> because I just got like lessened up on on this conversation. Uh, I did go out to a lunch this week, mm-hmm. uh, weekend, mm-hmm. with another couple. Uh, my husband and I met them out. And I mean, I know you go out with couples and you, you have friends who don't believe everything you believe and you have friends who believe crazy things, but you love them so much and it doesn't dominate the conversation. It doesn't dominate, but you get in the car when you leave and you're like, I love them so much. I can't believe they believe you can inject ash trees. Like you just put that aside because you know there are good people and the people we just saw kind of really share all of our values and and thoughts and for the most part i think i'm sure they got in the car and said those brilliants are fucking stupid <laughs> why do we hang out with them again but we sat our distance and we we well not really i guess you're sitting at a table you're not that far apart and we had a meal because you're only allowed to eat outside here and it was really lovely and we talked about their friends and i thought who's who's do you ever have a dumb person in the room but i didn't ask because i didn't want to I don't want to ruin the good thing that we have and have them judge me for having the dumb friend in the room. But it's it's kind of true. I, I feel like I have different friends who have different knowledge sets that make me a smarter, better person. And if by any chance they are listening, <laughs> I want to say thank you. I, I want to thank you for, for bringing sense, for bringing education, thoughts, and and good stuff into my life because I don't leave the house very often and I'm now beginning to depend on those friends for, for I don't know, s- stimulation of Gracious. Sort? Gracious. Gracious. I think that's the goal. You should always aspire to be the dumbest person in the room. Um, and as, as the, I used to invert it and say frequently to my kids, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a bigger room. Yeah. You, you know? definitely need yeah. a better room. Than yeah. That. Cause it's, there's just, you, that's, we see what happens when you're top of the food chain and you've conquered like convenience foods. Like it's just, it's not a big accomplishment <laughs> Right. when it's you're, like, when you're, you know, the smartest rock in the bucket of rocks like it's just come on figure something else out so I've been putting together a thousand piece puzzles for the past whatever weeks I have right. maybe 10 15 of them sitting waiting to be taped and hung framed hung, whatever I have all these puzzles and I saw a really cute one it was a New York puzzle and it was like a subway thing and it was really cool and I did it in minutes and I thought it's a 500 piece puzzle like why it's not a challenge why <laughs> why am I surprised is it Yay. as rewarding to be in the room with people who are dopes I mean no offense to dopes <laughs> I was gonna say to who you talking to me no offense to dopes out there you have a lot to add in like maybe the humor the low-hanging fruit humor section of our lives but this segment is not working out for me the way I thought that it would work out for me because why you're feeling like you're, you're I have a lot to, I have a lot to contribute by way of humor <laughs> until just not so much <laughs> um, so I, I think it's a good segment of 
here's something else I know absolutely nothing about. And dear listener, if you'd like to write in and educate us on that topic that we bring up weekly, feel free to do that. If you'd like to write us to tell us your subjects that make you feel not as intelligent as you know you are, (laughs) um, we are open to hear those as well. I did get a listener feedback from last week when I discussed... Mm, oh, the nip yada, the pinatas ah. and the nip yada. I discussed that it's important to me to give the right gift to the right person. And when you are actually thinking about a gift throughout the course of the year, you know, you can do that really well. But when it's down to, uh, I have four days and Amazon delivers in two, you're just sending something. You're not sending the right gift. <laughs> so Beth, a listener of ours and a friend Uh, from childhood, sent a message telling me that there is something called the e-creamery where they will send ice cream, which is like the best gift ever. So I'm used to the the monthly cookie of the month, wine of the month, meat of the month. I don't know. There are are monthly subscriptions that you you can sign up, your friends, yourself. But I like the idea of ice cream of the month or one of the packages, because of course I went to the website, had had, uh, like 24 cookies and four pints of ice cream to make ice cream sandwiches. I thought you were going to say to make one dessert. (laughs) One big ice cream sandwich. Like that's a dessert I can get behind. Yes. Or put on my behind. Well, it will eventually wind up. Well, not on my behind because I don't really have a behind so so I think a big thank you is in order I love hearing of new opportunities to send shit besides besides the ones I already know Um, I did send for something for my husband because I think I told you this year Father's Day falls on his birthday when is Father's Day and I'm asking for a friend quite literally when is Father's Day June 21st that's my longest that's my favorite thing because last weekend (laughs) <laughs> a good friend of mine <laughs> spent the entire uh 48 hour period leading up to sat like a whole week ago saturday <laughs> getting ready for father's day <laughs> on the wrong day <laughs> balloons the whole shit wow bang. yep it was like what the fuck <laughs> presents kids all scrubbed the whole fucking thing house clean special meal it's like wrong fucking weekend by like three you're weeks. You're not even close. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even a week off. That's right. I think they just moved it up. I, I think they're going to cut her some slack and say, okay, well, it's official. We'll do it now. You don't have to do it again and you don't have to wait. We'll just do it. <laughs> so what happens next Sunday? What happens fuck, Sunday? Fuck off, I think is what happens next Sunday. So I was worried it was this weekend. No, Started sir. hyperventilating when I saw a sign um, out somewhere a supermarket or something pop tarts for father's day whatever the thing it is oh god i don't know and i was like really another fucking thing are you kidding i have to deal with you now as my husband likes to say jokingly every day is father's day (laughs) so i don't think he's joking he is he lives here anyway and just so you know pop tarts would be the worst (laughs) gift you could ever get a man i mean any man every man should we advocate that? Let's do it. Um, so e-creamery, I thought that was kind of amazing. I thought that was a... Uh, That's uh, for the me name it of it? Be. That's the name of it? E-creamery? Yeah. And I, I don't mean to... Nobody's paying us for these ads. I'm just saying. I like giving the right gift to the right person. It's kind of like a specialty thing. I don't always... I don't always target them on occasions. I don't always order several pints of ice cream. But when I do, it's from e-creamery. Yeah. But I do always order several pints, which is why this would be such a good gift. <laughs> why get one when, who knows? You want, Look, I don't, know. I don't think anybody is concerned about any blatant consumerism that may be going on on our highly influential and heavily trafficked uh, Hey, podcast. we have new listeners. I will say, I will say to you, though, it is a public service when any respected diner understands and locates a new food item or, dare I say, food group. It, you need to share that shit. Yeah. So it's joy. Don't share hold the joy. back. Don't hold back. This is this is for the good of all humanity. You need to tell people. Spread the news far and wide of eCreamery.com and order up. 
Speaking of spreading the news, I think the news is being spread that in your neighborhood, there's a naked jogger. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God, you what guys. What the fuck? And it's not even properly naked. It is the weirdest thing. I don't use Nextdoor app. Does anybody use this? Do you use I do. this? Okay. I have it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I've, I have this thing called text and all of my neighbors <laughs> have been really sweet and we have like this group text that happens. And so anytime there's, there was like a bobcat in the woods. And so it's one of those things where I love it. And I also, I love it. So it get like 80,000 texts with people going like, me too. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. In addition to one person saying, did you hear that? What? Who is it? Where? Yes. I heard it. Heard what? Did you hear it? But I heard it. Yeah. Maybe we need the next door app. Maybe any you event, need next door. In yeah. any event, we all talk over text, so I don't have that. Other friends and neighbors have next door app and we're laughing and telling of a naked jogger who has been spotted in multiple places. Now, previously, we've had joggers be attacked by hawks in our neighborhood. So I, I'm questioning why anybody would jog. Did I not mention this on pod? No. People would run. I think I did. People would run. And particularly the lady people, the women people would be running. And you know how, how people who are physically fit put their hair in those things on the top of their head and it goes doink, 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 doink. So it's like a ponytail or like a fabulous bun or whatever it is. So they run and the thing bounces around a little bit. So as these super fit women were jogging on the jogging trails, something on their head that's brown is going boink, 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 or blonde is going boink, 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 and the hawks were like, food, prey, and they swooped down and dive-bombed and attacked these women. Three separate women had their, their hair grabbed by a hawk. I'm a shit you not, right? That's terrifying. I hate birds. So now- and if one came for me, Well, if this it. is your precedent, what in the world would possess you to run with your pecker out? We got hawks swooping in. A dangling, shaking objects. Really? So here the worst part about it is, he's not even fucking fully nude. He's wearing a ball cap. He's wearing a mask. He's wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> he's wearing a ball cap, a mask, a t-shirt, sh- tennis shoes, and socks. And so a dangling, bouncing pantsless. penis. Yes. Yes, yes. Doink, 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 doink. Yes. Your shirt is, uh, you're wearing a shirt. So you want to cover up your top, but not you. So you're full Winnie the Pooh in it as you run down the middle of the street. What are you doing? I don't understand. How is that even well, comfortable? I, I don't have a dick, but you know what? If I was running around, I'd grab it with my hand or something. They make bro- fabric. This segment was brought to you by Dick at Your Door, chocolate penises that you send through the mail. I swear to you, I don't understand. So not only was it on the Nextdoor app for three separate days, it, finally, it made the news. The news have come and reported it because and now then all the joggers want to weigh in and say, I go running and that's why I carry mace and that's why I carry a knife because if I'm running down and I see some man running at me with his penis out, why, how is it my job to figure out if what his intent is? I find that, and I mean, they make a point, but at the same time, it's a fucking wacko running around naked. I, I mean, but still, I don't, I don't think I would feel comfortable. But that's the other problem. If you're running at three o'clock in the morning as a woman, you need to investigate e-creamery or something else in your life because it's not a good hobby for you. Why so are you, are you saying, awake? Are you saying those are the hours that that? No, I have no idea. Free Willy. I think he was running in the middle of the afternoon. I'm just saying that these people who were chiming in, who I know and love, they are those kind of people who will go and run like 60 miles or they'll run and then come home in the afternoon. What should we do? Should we put together a puzzle? I know. Let's do a triathlon. Like they're those the, the people. And I sort of don't know how we're friends. I just, I love them. Because they know a lot about something you don't. That's why you keep them around. Staying healthy? Yeah, I guess they do. Because I certainly don't know that. I mean, I do. I just refuse it. I'm a health denier. I just figured it out. I'm a health denier. Oh, I'm like a flat earther for my, I'm like a round stomacher. That's what I am. I deny Um, the health. (laughs) I support you. For the last three weeks, Bill Maher has had a specialist on at the end of the show to talk about how we're poisoning our bodies and oh, how great. we're how eating <clears throat> sugar. You have to eliminate sugar. And I have to tell you, I watch it on DVR. I don't watch it live. So the second that third interview comes on to tell Deep. me I'm eating wrong I'm and I'm poisoning myself, I... I'm like, uh, info, info, delete. Well, yes, I'm it's sure. it's so funny. It's so funny because I actually am living proof and I don't 
do anything about it. And that's part of the reason that, I mean, physically, I don't feel that great right now. I know something's going on. I'm, I am attuned enough to the ways of my throat that when it's not behaving normally, I know something's afoot. It's, is it allergies? Is it this? Blah, 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 blah. I've been down this road before. Okay. My throat's afoot. Having said all of that, I also know that I am actively, proactively doing everything that I can to sabotage my own health. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but I keep doing it. And in the beginning of this, in, in how long have we been doing this? If it, it feels like it's longer than two months. I always say two months. Is it longer than two months? It's much longer than two months. We're like it. Mm. The last time when I started the full on hardcore quarantine, it was like March 11th, I think. So yeah. What are we in now? June? Yeah. So it's, that's it's over all three of months, March. But... So March to April to May to June. So yeah. So three. Okay. So fully three months, two to three months. In three months time, do you really think that you could go from moving into feeling like optimal health and feeling like you're in a groove into such a total backslide that you can't get out of a lawn chair if it was on fire? Yeah, of course I feel that's like that's how I, I feel. Am. And that, <laughs> but it's like, how could how could three months, three months of proper health? I don't believe. I know it's a lie. I don't believe they could have such a dramatic positive effect as three months of total abandon appear to have had in the negative right. effect. I agree. I agree. You can't work for three months and get to positive the way you can spiral in three months. And I really blame it on the archway cookies that are delivered in boxes of four, four boxes at a time. They should be labeled a terrorist organization. To my home. It's the one thing that I order that doesn't say, would you like to make this a quadruple case order no a routine (laughs) order like (laughs) order one time or sign up for routine delivery like it's would you like the ash tree injection of archway cookies what the fuck is that and what are you injecting that goddamn i don't know why you're so angry about the tree and i think that injecting trees is fine but let's let's stick on the the horrors of fat and all the terrible things that we're doing (laughs) to ourselves well because honestly i've been having a motivation crisis since you know two weeks before the full-on quarantine and it's only gotten worse and the way to to move through I was gonna say manage and I couldn't even bother to get that out of my mouth the way to move through it appears to be the pendulum swings all the way to the side of lean into it in in the form of lean into your bed and the pillow and surround yourself with archway cookies and just open your Mm. face and pour them in or whatever it is you know eat 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 eat. don't Mm. worry don't worry take all the guilt and flush it along with diarrhea because you're eating all this horrible food is making you sick so i do that or go all the way back to the other side which is do the thing that you don't have the energy or the will to do just go through the motions of doing it and then the will will find you. Just keep doing it. Keep doing. So I would do that for like two or three days, or like even a week. And then all of a sudden, that was so exhausting that I needed to just close my eyes and close my brain and open my mouth and pour in all the calories. And I mean, honestly, it's not. Neither one is good. There is no balance. There's but only the- hyperventilating for one reason or another. Like where is the middle? I can't no. find it. And that's me, partly, I believe. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop and let you completely address it. I partly believe I've also had. In addition to the mounting cellular level stresses that every creature on the planet is dealing with right now, I've also personally had death of someone that we know or love or the death of a loved one, like a husband. You know, three of my friends have had their husbands die. So it's between all of that, every two weeks, there's another very close to the center of the target on the bullseye. You know what I mean? I said that wrong. There's another person dying. So in addition to that, it's the stakes are pretty fucking high. So that's all this roller coastery personal highs and lows and highs and lows and high school and college. And now college is being ripped back away from us in terms of it's it's already online, but maybe not really. And uh, anyway, there's there's just too much. Honestly, I feel like that probably is why my brain is like, you have to be in the middle of something. And the middle means you're not going to stay completely isolated and you're not going to go run around like a naked jogger, including no mask. You're going to put a mask on and you're going to walk into the store and you're going to pick out lettuce so that when it comes to the house, it's not already half rotted and $6 for something that no one would ever buy. So it's like, yeah, I've, I've stepped into that mode where I'm, I'm stepping out. I'm not sitting in a restaurant eating without masks for hours that people are willing that are legal and free to do and doing right so i'm wondering if my middle of the road is because i have to grab the pendulum and stop it in the fucking middle you go 
Yes. So I started this thread of ours saying that it's much easier to spiral down than it is to claw up, right? It was much easier to, for me, um, I'll speak for myself, it was much easier for me to put on 15 pounds in quarantine than it was to get healthier and to start exercising and go from one mile walk with a dog, switch dog, two miles, three miles, like to ratchet up the exercise. It was much, it's much easier to spiral down than it is to claw up. Then you started to talk about comfort and the comfort in that with all of these things going sideways. I mean, I could see how that could start it, but I really feel like a piece of that is depression. I feel like you have symptoms. Here, I'm diagnosing you because of my degree because I once went out to dinner with somebody who, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so I feel like those are definitely signs of depression and it's not necessarily a depression that, and maybe it is being comforted by, for me, Archway Cookies. Uh, for you, whatever you find comfort, I mean, I, I guess as Stuart tells me, I'm very much an enabler. I sent you a big box of pretzels, but I want you to have comfort. I know you're eating a shit sandwich. I, I know several people who are are suffering more, who are suffering more, right? This is a bad time and we're all kind of got a hint of the suffer. Uh, definitely not something that I want to belittle, but there are people who are suffering more. Are they the people who could exercise harder and... and no, I, I don't got that. I don't have a gene for that. I have a gene for bigger shorts and two more boxes of cookies. There, P.S. Let me just tell you, dear listener, there are only eight cookies in that archway box. So don't fucking judge me when I tell you four boxes come at a time. It's 32 cookies. You can open a box of Oreos, plow through it, and call it a day and not be judged the way I am for four boxes of our eight, co- eight cookies per box. Anyway. I do feel like it's it's a sign of depression and it's something that is also chemical and, and maybe food comforts and maybe for some of those people, sit. it's not a smart way to do it either way, but sitting in a public venue, getting sunshine on your face while outside is that vitamin D is helping with that depression. I don't know, but that's not going to stop me from judging because I... Baby, I was born to judge. Tramps well, like us. Well, it's uh, honestly part of it. There's there's a lot there. I, I, I don't know what depression is. I, I probably don't know only because I haven't had somebody with a degree look at me and go, sweetheart, you've known for a long time what depression is. So, I mean, yeah, that's fine. And I think I'm also one of those idiots who is inverting the stigma in a way that doesn't work either. I have a good friend who runs a facility. She founded and runs a facility for people who have lifelong, severe uh, mental illness. So these are people who they're never going to get better. They're just going to live their lives better, right? So they're always going to have to deal with this thing in ways that are overwhelming and profound, and their families are too. So her whole goal is, in addition to serving them, is to help everybody else say, yeah, why don't you step the fuck off? Because you don't look at people with diabetes who are putting insulin into their hip every day and say, why don't you just go for a jog? Why don't you just, why don't you just sleep more? Why don't you just, you know, put on a happy face? It's like, yeah, this is a fucking thing that I have to deal with. Why don't you know people with broken arms and legs, you know, say, you know, you don't deserve to get that fixed. Anyway, so in terms of the stigma, I, I also feel like it, it's not working because on the one hand, there's this mental push for me to say, this is the world's shittiest time. And if your active coping strategy is to take an hour, a day, or whatever you need off mentally, close your eyes, watch the TV show, do the whatever, um, do that. Get through this. Make it, you know, this is this is a reasonable response to what's happening around you. And then it doesn't work. <laughs> I don't take any comfort from the food. I just physically feel the physical discomfort of eating foods that my body is, you know, when you eat worse, yeah. when you eat the foods that are not a delight on the tongue and a joy to the soul, when you eat the foods that are the fuel for your body that makes it run like a race car, that doesn't, that doesn't, the act of eating it until you've been doing it for a really long time and associated it, the act no of, the act of eating it doesn't really have the joy. It's, it's the, it's the many hours 
of benefit after eating it that you get. And the inverse is true. The act of joy of eating the poisons that you love that taste so great goes away very quickly, even if there is any joy in it, because then you're left with the feeling of physical discomfort. It doesn't do anything for your body. It's, it's actually doing the opposite. Even having the relaxing sensation of having a drink or two, right? And then ultimately your body's got to process that alcohol and it doesn't feel great. So anyway, all those things. So I fundamentally get all of that. There's no joy in doing it. And even the, the tiny little bit of, oh, this tastes good, that doesn't bring anything. So now it's almost like this conditioned habit response. So to get back to the stigma thing, part of it is, yeah, it doesn't feel good to go out and exercise and to eat right and to sleep and to deny yourself something that you think is going to bring some kind of, that doesn't de develop those habits and stick to those habits doesn't feel great for people either, but they do it because it works. So there's part of me that says, find it, find, find the gumption, dig down deeper. It's going to suck. Depression is hard. I don't care. Keep running, like do something like this. And then the other side that says, give yourself a break. The world is on fire all around you, including under your feet. Give yourself a break. So the give yourselves a break on either side of that, again, it's a pendulum. It's, ah, ah, and nothing in the middle. I don't know. For me, I, to just get off this. There's no motivation. There's no motivation. And everything that I am doing for myself, meaning, you know, not selfishly, every action that I'm taking right now doesn't have the kind of result that I think works. So it's, it's, there's just overwhelm everywhere. And the, the getting back to the notion of your coping mechanism might be sitting and looking at somebody across the table. We have friends who are lucky enough to have both sets of grandparents in town. And uh, in, in this case, the grandmothers live alone, right? So, and both of them independently of each other have said to our friends, I'm not sit. I'm coming in. I'm hanging out with your grandkids. I don't care. Mask them up. Put it, we're, we're doing it. I'm not. And they're like, we can't. We can't. And I'm like, yes, you can. Because guess what? I'm not going to die alone in my condo, in my townhouse, by myself. I'm, I would rather risk that I'm going to get sick from this thing because I can't keep doing The depression of what I'm doing is not worth it to me. And be surrounded by love of family. This is how I'd so, rather go. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, God, I don't really. I, can, I know and love these women. So I, I heard it and I thought. I can so deeply empathize and appreciate what they're saying, but I don't, I don't really believe it. I don't really believe it. And then when I think it was sort of a one, two, three, five, ten, twenty punch of things happened all in a row, including death of a friend, it was like, I get it. I get it. Just something changed where it was like, at a certain point, there is way too much. And it's not that it's, it's not that it's this active coping mechanism. It's, it's, there's a sense of, it's not resigned inevitability. It's take a reasonable precaution. It's a, for me, it's about forcing myself into the middle of that pendulum swing, right? I'm not getting the benefit fully of isolating and protecting because it comes with an inability to do anything, reason to move through the day. It's too, it's too hard to manage. And then the other side is ridiculous to manage running around the street with your pecker out. So where is the middle ground? Right. And if that means putting on a plastic rubber glove when you go to the bank and, um, you know, it's all still virtual. They're, these are all safety precautions. I, I try to look at the data also as bad as the data and the numbers are in our state. Here's what we do know. We still everywhere, despite the horrible, horrible numbers, you still have a much higher likelihood of life, of success, of beating this thing at every step. You have a higher chance of not getting it than getting it. If you do get it, you have a higher chance of not being hospitalized than hospitalized. If you are hospitalized, you have a higher chance of not going on a ventilator than going on one. And if you do end up on a ventilator, you have a higher chance of coming off it than you do succumbing to it. In so terms the of odds numbers, are in your favor, even though nobody wants any of those. And for the longest time, it's been yeah, but why would you risk death? Why would you? It's you know, cake or death. I will choose cake. Right. I'm not going to not going to always. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's if it's stay home or death, I will choose stay home. But those aren't to me. They don't feel like the choices anymore. And I don't think that what's happening in my state is smart. I speak with forked tongue because after all this, I don't think people should rush right. I'm embarrassed if everybody was wearing a mask, if fewer people were relaxed in their relaxing of restrictions, right? If you were terrified every time you had had to go do one of these things and you gowned up and took precautions, I think my kid would be able to go to college in the fall. But not now. Not now. And the perfect symbol of that 
is the, don't even say naked, is the pantsless jogger. What are you doing, dude? That's the, that's the crown jewels. That's what you should be protecting. You should, and no, no, that's just, that's hawk bait. Yeah. I mean, with all of the global protests for against police brutality and the whole world saying this is what's important, this is what's important, that that also was a galvanizing focus, too, because it's this notion of there are lots of risks everywhere. And at a certain point, you got to you got to step up for what's important. So uh, the hardest part for me is that I'm not actively doing things that I know are good for me, that are healthy for me physically and mentally. And I'm not, it's not because I'm sitting here saying, I don't want to, I want to do the unhealthy thing. Yay me. It's a guilty pleasure. No, it's because I sort of can't find the power to, to actively do the thing. Yeah. Well, I keep waiting. What can I do to jumpstart that motivation? You know, the car's not turning over. How am I going to get it started? So, and part of it is just fucking go and run, I guess. Well, yes. But for me, if my youngest would turn to me and say, my shoes are on every morning at 7.30. Let's just hit the park. Whether it's raining, just to throw one lap in. We'll go just us. And after two weeks, we'll do two laps. After three weeks, we'll do three laps. We'll, we'll ratchet it up because for me, it kind of takes another human to motivate me. Because sadly, and I see this in my one of my kids, and it really upsets me, there's no intrinsic motor for this. There really just isn't. And if that child compares themselves to me one more time, they might die. (laughs) How come I have to do this and you don't? Well, I'm going to kill you now, so it won't matter either way. Um, We're not the same. That's a lot of the struggle we're going through in our house. We're not the same. Do not compare yourself to me. And I should be doing that. But you have a chance to start at zero, I'm starting at negative 50 and I'm trying to claw my way up to zero. I'm trying to claw my way up to baseline. That's kind of, that's not really motivating. I'm not even close to baseline right now. I did, however, send my daughter to the beach this weekend. There is another family, a a camp friend. So camp is canceled. And like every other kid now, my kids are in the gen pop. They have, what, nothing to do this summer. And you're not going to sit on devices all summer. I won't allow it because I'm a, how do you say, bitch. (laughs) In some countries, they just say bitch. You're not going to spend your summer that you normally would have spent playing sports on in leagues and and running around like dopes with your friends and doing creative things and building and making and whatever, just sitting with your face in Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu. I'll throw a plug in for a friend of mine who's the CEO at Peacock Streaming. Um, you're not going to sit and stream this summer. That's that's what's not going to happen. So this one camp friend whose parents absolutely have spent their last nine weeks, 10 weeks isolating, said, we built this house down at the Jersey Shore we don't go anywhere. We just want to change the scenery. And my daughter desperately wants your daughter to go. And I thought, well, thank God she's got a friend. I wish I did. <laughs> Super. And her friend said to her, I guess the daughter said, I've seen some of our other camp friends down here, but I've seen them all together in places. And on Instagram, they've, they've made TikTok videos that they're all in each other's business with no masks on. And it kind of makes me nervous. Do you mind if we spend the weekend just the two of us? And I think my daughter was so thrilled to hear that because she comes from House of Crazy and I'm concerned about masks and it was the easiest yes she's ever given. And the two of them are making, they're in each other's bubble now. They they are completely... I don't know. They're not out in the gen pop. They're ordering in. They're walking around just the two of them with masks on because the world isn't a completely safe place. And it was hard for me to say, yeah, go. Leave the bubble. 
it's easier when I send my son to get like Rita's water ice <laughs> because, yo, that's not a safe place to stand in line, but he's wearing a mask and I need It's the ices. obvious question <laughs> of exposure. We've got this right now. The, the begging for the sleepover has been going on for five weeks and the kids think it's so funny that the dads have been wage- waging this behind the scenes text he he ha ha war against the moms to get us to soften and loosen. And anytime anybody makes inroads on that beach, they want to tell all the other dads, try this with your wife so the whole thing is so fucking disrespectful and ridiculous why do we always have to be the assholes you know what because this is no different than herpes or aids or anything else and they're just dancing around going why do i have to wear a condom i'm not the one gonna get infected so they're just so it's yeah we're always the ones who have to take you know i'm the one that gets pregnant not you gee how does that fucking work two takes two to fucking tango anyway so we've been dealing with this overnight can we sleep overnight versus can I stand in line to get Rita's versus can I go into the store where Rita's is in the back of the store or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, the reality is the overnight exposure, the in-house, the, the proper blending of the bubbles, the exposure is so much higher in that kind of a thing. I'd almost rather have, and I don't, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I'd almost rather have Go and and risk your life having an hour in a restaurant eating around other people and then come home versus, you know, but it's, it's like, it's just like everything else. My, my husband went and got his teeth cleaned and I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It took a normal teeth cleaning, took two hours because of all the PPE they were wearing and the amount of protocol that they went through to protect themselves. And I guessed him, a normal teeth cleaning took two hours. Two hours. I would love to have my teeth cleaned. That makes me feel so good. But mm. no, I canceled Mm-mm. my appointment and we were all set to go. My my one son has needed his braces adjusted since February and we canceled that appointment because right up at the moment he started asking all these really weird questions and and getting sketchy about it. The same one who wants to go sleep over at a friend's house. He's like, are you sure this? And are you sure that? Because I just don't want to take this risk for the whole family. And I said, are you telling me you don't feel comfortable going to this appointment? I feel comfortable sending you to this appointment because of done the research of how they're going to handle it they're more worried about themselves truthfully in terms of catching it or infecting you they're more worried about that than you so I'm okay with it and he looked at me and he said I don't know and I said then that's all we need and we cancel the appointment so you fucking jacked up teeth can wait another month or whatever it is week I think it's interesting that we're dealing with children's comfort level because this is something that is Right now, you're baking it into who they are, right? So we're we're we are damaging our kids. In, I mean, I thought my verbiage is what would send them to therapy. The fact that their mom's a bitch who says crazy shit is what was going to say. No, I mean the world is actually going to give you real fodder for therapy. The the fears and the well, they weren't listening in the beginning, so I had to turn my uh, guilt meter up a couple of notches, and so I started saying, "Okay, let's say the worst occurs, and mommy or daddy gets this thing, and you don't, right?" So in addition to, like I said, think about it, but you're not going to die from it. Look at the numbers. Blah, 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 blah. The problem is they're all very smart and they have access to all this information. So I know, they wanna, I hate that. They want to counter every fucking point. So I feel like I'm on the debate panel on TV. Anyway, so we're going through the whole thing and I say, okay, let's say that's true. Let's say we get it. And the worst is that we have to go into the hospital for a couple of weeks, right? Just weeks. The amount of money that that's going to cost, who's going to take care of you? How are we going to make this happen? Like on and on and on, the, the, how crazy that would be. I said, or worse, let's say the absolute worst occurs and one of us dies from this and then we come to find out we're able to cut through contact tracing, look back and realize that you were the source so that you, through your actions, killed your parent. How does that feel? And they're like, I love you, mommy. Can I have oh, some thank cookies? God we're back to Thank yeah. God we're back to us destroying our children, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, me feel yeah, so much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. You killed mommy. So, yeah. but that, and honestly, I, I said it just in the very early days to prove the point of shut up. I don't care that everybody's out in the park riding their bikes and that they're not listening and they don't care. That's not smart. And you're not going to be one of the not smart ones. Okay. Well, now it's come full circle to, all right, but I just don't know that I want to take that risk on for the whole family. I just don't think this is wise. And I'm like, okay, I, you message went in. The message went in. Now, they don't have those same misgivings when the in-bedroom bullshit video game tournament with popcorn and stupidos is getting ready to happen at a friend's house. But when it comes time to get your wires adjusted on your braces magically. (laughs) I'm terrified. I'm not sure about your health and safety, mother. 
<laughs> I must, I must to take care uh, of you. That's all. I, what are you going to do? Unless there's a call of dirt, a call of duty tournament. Oh, go fuck yourself. Rona, what you going to do? What would it take to get you on an airplane? Uh, an emergency, I think. An emergency. I don't know. At this point, I don't know. My, my entire script has flipped into this, um, balance right try and find balance because there's no balance anywhere you know balance the gamble of yeah it's an increased risk it's a medium risk as opposed to a zero risk before it was like I was only comfortable with zero risk and then it was like okay so lots of people are comfortable with zero risk and are still dead so then there are people it's like so find something else right find something else I don't know I think I would be it's hard to answer because I, I wouldn't even consider it. But that's very different than saying somebody needs you someplace. It's emergency. Somebody needs you someplace. It's the last ever. It's the, the, the you know, death's door. They're required something. I don't know. Or the circumstances are right. If it works out where, you know, it's a puddle jumper flight that's very short, going to a place that's not all that populated it, that I can take reasonable precautions and, you know, gown up and act like a dope, goggle up, do all the things. So not go to Jacksonville. You're not going to the Republican convention. I don't convention. think I'm going to the Republican <laughs> National Convention. No, I think I'll skip that one. You see that they have to sign a waiver. Everyone yeah. who attends this has to sign a waiver saying that they accept and agree that they will hold harmless any associated anywhere, even like four doors down next door neighbors, if anybody associated with this event, you're going to catch coronavirus and it's not our fault. Ha ha. But please come and cheer. Just assume you're going to get it and wear this red hat. Right, 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 right. So to escape all of this, because it is still so much, it is still so much. What, Amy, are you watching? Oh my gosh, fortunately for me, and unfortunately because I've gone into a rabbit hole, I've been watching Logan Lucky. Do you watch this show, this movie? It's old. No. It's from 2017, maybe. You're going to remember it when I when I um, give you some details. It includes Adam Driver, who is the tall Darth Vader. Oh, I new. know Adam Driver. So it's Adam Driver, and it is Tatum Channing, who is the magic mic. Strike that. Reverse it. Channing Tatum. So it's Tatum Channing. So it's him <laughs> who is a her and him. So they're, they're brothers in this thing. And then um, 007 is a comic relief. What's his name? Daniel Craig. That's the one. So they're, yes. Yeah, so they're all in this, right? And it is a caper movie. I didn't realize I like Steven Soderbergh. So Steven Soderbergh is the life. I didn't realize this. He is the one who writes all those very intricate dink 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 caper movies like Oceans, whatever. So adore, fan-fucking-tastic. So this movie has some real flaws to it in the execution. There are supposed to be West Virginia men who work just over the line and are at the Charlotte Motor Speedway a lot in North Carolina, and their accents are not good at all their their accents are so off-putting it's it's hard to watch but if you can get past that part the delivery which is so clearly fake it's like americans doing an english accent and they just can't do it do they ever say you used to coulda but you can't might not can they, they uh, no but they put prepositions in the wrong place the way they're supposed to which i like so um and then they have a couple of yokel locals who are um indecipherable even to them and then they beat them up so that's fun anyway the whole thing is just a fun caper and the reason that i've now watched it six times is because I'm doing with this what I did with Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Did you ever watch Thor Ragnarok? Loved it. Mallory has seen it seven times. So I hated far it. I hated quarantine. it. I hated it. Oh, it, no. it was the kids. It was the kids far and away favorite. They're like, that might even be my favorite Marvel movie. And I'm like, what? And then <laughs> and I'm like, it's so stupid because the same thing happened at exactly the same point in Thor Ragnarok for five separate viewings. I fell asleep. Five different times on five different days, like weeks and months apart, I would always fall asleep. And then I would wake up magically later in the movie and I always miss it. So I would keep going back to watch this thing to figure out what the fuck is going on. Finally, I walked in once. I walked in on the movie at the moment where I previously would fall asleep. And starting from that point, I could watch it all the way through. And then I loved it. I love it so much. It may be one of my favorite Marvel movies. Okay, so now back to this one. I have been diverted three times in watching Logan Lucky from this middle section that tells you a little bit about what's going on. So here's the situation. There's a plot hole 
in this fun caper movie. And the reason that I am determined to solve it is because I know Steven Soderbergh is very thoughtful in everything that he does. And the only reason something is in a movie is to tell you about the movie. And by that, I mean, purpose. There, are, purpose. there are zero throwaway scenes. So when there's a point in the movie that the daughter of Channing Tatum grabs his beard and pulls it really hard and he goes, ow, it has no purpose whatsoever. And I'm like, why? That's mean. Why would they do that? And then I realized later, oh, no, there was a purpose to that. So every single action, no matter how throwaway, has a purpose. Okay, there's an entire character who we are introduced to, and they spend a good 13 minutes talking about throughout the movie. And at the end of the movie, there's no resolution to his point. There's zero resolution. So I'm convinced I've just missed it and I have to go back and figure out. I've, I went on the Google and said, what is his purpose and why? Because it's a complete, it makes no sense. And until it makes sense, the whole thing kind of falls apart. It's like a linchpin moment. Can you add him? Well, first of all, now I'm going to go watch it. Um, but can you add him on Insta and find out what, what was he thinking? Who? Steve Soderbergh? Yeah. No, because he's also kind of a great dick about this uh, in trying to figure out what was going on with this character. And the character, by the way, is played by Bucky Barnes. Do you remember Bucky Barnes? So he, so whoever That's he not is, his real name. Well, but we yes. don't care about his real name. So Bucky <laughs> Barnes in this movie happens to be Dylan White, and he has a really real problem in this movie. All right. So blah, 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 blah. And Seth, I do all the accents, whatever my last name is, is in there as well. Who, what's, who, who's he from The Simpsons? And the and the bad Western movies and the, the yeah yeah the yeah crazy yeah. Um, crazy oh he's so fucking talented so he plays um, he plays a, a goofy mustachioed um, jackass Englishman and he's actually pretty funny okay so it's a good movie worth watching great fun 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 in looking up these answers what I you found should do this with uh, honor it's just like you honor knighted your way through, <laughs> through that movie I love honor knight I love honor knight so here's what I did I looked up trying to find information about Dalton White this character name. Come to find out that Steven Soderbergh um, invented the female author. He he, it's pretty much proven without proving it. He made up that a woman wrote this movie, and there is no such woman. And then his answer when people were like, "Well, how can this be a first time screenwriter? She's too good. I don't get it. Where she's no backstory." And he goes, "That is the most sexist thing I've ever heard." So he shut it all down by saying, "By saying, if just because you don't know who she is doesn't mean she's not fucking great, you pigs." And meanwhile, he fucking made her up. So it's and it's he we it's like a combination of whatever. So he does this a lot. Um, so he does funny things with credits. In any event. It's so the writer, so I can't even look up the writer to ask the question because it's there's this whole mystery around the fucking writer. So he does in real life what he does in his scripts, which is to, you know, coil and coil and coil and tell you a secret, but then you have to go back and figure it out. It's just fun. It's just fucking fun. So I love that. It's very knives out e, but in a in a bouncy kind of a way. And all the people are good looking, and if they get their accents right, it would have I think gotten a lot more traction. So it was good. Anyway, that's what I'm watching over and 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 over again. I started rewatching Everwood. Did you ever watch that series? Nope. Is that one of those we're not vampires, but we live in a small town where everybody is magically sexually liberated? No, Everwood is. And we're in high school. Well, that sounds like all the movie plot. Okay, go, go. Well, there is a high school. Everwood is about a brain surgeon treat. Uh, treat Wilson Williams, treat Williams, that one. Treat Williams, he, you know, naked in hair. Uh, he um, he's a brain surgeon in Manhattan, the best of the best of the best, and he totally neglected his two kids for all these years. His his son is a musical prodigy. Blah blah blah. His wife dies. He realizes he has no relationship with his kids because he spent his entire life being this world-renowned brain surgeon and he moves them to this tiny town in Colorado called Everwood where his wife had once taken a train passed through and said it looks like the most magical place if anything ever happens to me take our family here and he drops his practice of 15-20 years and he moves to Everwood and his kids are like New York City kids like what the fuck have you done to me? Thanks for nothing dad. Right and it's his life there with his kids who hate him because they you know, they don't even know him and their mother's dead and the whole and it's several seasons and I saw it when it was on TV originally. It has uh, Chris Pratt when he's super young. It has you're looking like you don't know who he is. Is Chris Pratt 
Jamerica Park and The Office also? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamaica Park. Yeah. Why can't I right. think of what it's called? Right. Jamaica, so Jamaica Park. Uh, Gregory Smith, <laughs> who I was actually born in Jamaica Park, but whatever. Um, you know that it's Jurassic Park. I figured it out. Right. Okay. That one. So, yes, I know him. Yeah, I know him. He's super young in this. He, Gregory slept, S- he slept on um, oh, no. on uh, Ray Don Chong's cha- couch. That's how he got his start in Hollywood. Did you know? I did not. That's how he fuck it. He was a surfer. He was just a he was just a lazy. He was like a salesman for something, and he sucked, and he never had any money, and he was just bouncing around from sofa. He was couch surfing from friend to friend to friend, and he ended up on Ray Dong Chong's couch, and she got him a bit part in some fucking thing. And Bob's your uncle. What's up? Maybe she got him the part in Everwood. He was Puffy Pratt. There you go. Yeah. Um, Gregory Smith, who was in Rookie Blue, which is another show that I taped from start to finish on, uh, I don't know, some Ion TV. That's a good TV. way to tape stuff, by the way, instead of just halfway. <laughs> <laughs> start to finish. No, I mean episode one to episodes. I'm sorry. Season one <laughs> to season six. Look, <laughs> I've been in quarantine go, for go, a long go, time. Go, 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 go. So I watched, I watched that. I was like, oh, wasn't he in this show? And I watched, I'm watching both of these and they're all feel goods. And again, I can leave it on and not sit and watch it and look for a plot hole. And I could put together. Shut up. It's very important. (laughs) uh, CEO of Peacock streaming. Fuck you. It's important (laughs) to figure this shit out. That's the point. That's the point. You can have fluff. It's there's, there's levels. Okay. You're looking for that dumb friend. There's levels to movies, too. They put them out there for mass consumption and for fun. Be bop, boop, 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 boop. And then to watch it again, that's a testament to, oh, there's actually something a little deeper here. There's some thought here. Ooh, there's an Easter egg here for me to uncover. Ooh, look what I found. That's a big deal. That's like watching The Simpsons or pick any one of them where you watch it 18 times and you realize all the jokes you missed because you were laughing so hard you missed half the jokes or the little silent fun thing that's important I think it's important no that's excellent writing I love that that's absolutely something I look for the other thing I wa- I've been watching start to finish um, <laughs> has been Hassan Minhaj his series of Patriot Act he did 12 minutes on George Floyd all I'm gonna say is watch it you have to watch it. Go to Netflix. Go to the twelve-minute episode, not the full whatever he does. Thirty minutes, whatever. Normally, half an episode. He is. Uh, he is going to. I don't want to say he's going to save us. He's going to educate people who who have dumb opinions if they will just <laughs> fucking listen. Yeah. Um. But for other people who want to get involved with us, please find us on all the social media. At Listen Brilliant, you can write us, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. We have Brillob Squad on Facebook, in addition to the other Facebook page, which Yay. I don't know what we're doing with that. We're so. going to combine all that stuff into one happy little page. But you know what? Fuck you. That takes motivation and see the beginning of this episode. We'll get it done. And meanwhile, <laughs> why don't you fucking click something else? Pain in the neck. Yeah, don't click something else. Click on us. We would lo- uh, uh, love <laughs> to hear from you. Don't listen to her. Listen to me. I I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're watching and what you're thinking and what topics do you know nothing about. what pants you're wearing when you go jogging. Please, please be wearing pants. I don't know that you have to write us if you go jogging. We are, the, we are where motivation stops. <laughs> this is the dead end of all motivation. Right? I, it's funny you say that. I just got a next door um, update on my phone. Has he I'm joined you? Here. Has the mass, has the naked jogger found his way all the way upstate? He's running north. Gross. He's, he's letting it hang out all the way north. It's going to be shorter because it's colder up there. <laughs> I don't know. I think all that hanging and swaying would make everything. It shrinks. Uh, it was cold in right. the pool. Yeah. It, sh- <laughs> it shrinks. Okay, Costanza. I got you. <laughs> Dear listener, thank you for being there for us. I hope we're there for you. Thanks for listening. Amen. Bye. Bye.